In the last episode, I touched on the fact that the people you are hanging out with have a lot to do with what is in your bank account. They could be keeping you broke with all of their whining, complaining, and criticizing. And I have been asked to go deeper on this subject. So let's go. Welcome to Possibilities with me, Hina Khan. I'm a peak performance coach. I help my clients create a life they love through ease, joy, and fun. We are not here for the hard, the grind, or the struggle. Okay, when it comes to this topic, I have to say I love the way Dr. Benjamin Hardy speaks to it in this book. Willpower Doesn't Work. This is such a great book. I highly recommend everything that Dr. Benjamin Hardy does. I'm such a fan. Can you tell? I would love to have him on this podcast. If you're listening, Dr. Benjamin Hardy, please, we're ready for you anytime. Anyways, I digress. There's a story that he tells about one of his friends, and I'm going to read that story now. If you've got the book, it starts on page 18. Okay, here we go. So he says, my heart breaks for a specific high school friend whom I'll call Matt. Just a few short years ago, he was in a beautiful marriage and well on his way to his dream job, yet he sabotaged and ultimately ruined both his marriage and his career prospects. Matt didn't realize the subtle influence just one friend, Eric, was having on him. It turns out Matt was hanging out a few times per week with Eric. Together, they played video games, watched movies, ate junk food. To Matt, a few hours per week chilling with Eric seemed harmless. Matt failed to realize he was slowly taking on the form of Eric's environment. Eric, though a friendly person, is also very cynical and negative towards life. He spends all of his free time playing video games, he's condescending, and likes putting others down. Deep down, he hates himself and thus finds joy pulling others down to his level. During this time, I was busy working and doing my undergraduate degree, yet every six to eight months, I'd spend a few hours hanging out with Matt and Eric. During those short exchanges, I'd noticed minor but recognizable differences in Matt. He was slightly more sarcastic or pessimistic. He'd make a negative side comment about his own wife. He periodically used swear words and derogatory language, which he never did before. The wallpaper on his smartphone was a pornographic image, one that his wife and young children could easily see. It is important to note that Matt's wife created an environment that allowed these behaviors to happen. Or more likely, she was reacting to the changes occurring outside of her and equally oblivious to their effect. These changes weren't dramatic. In fact, they were a slow boil happening over the course of five years but they weren't hard to see, especially to me, someone looking at Matt from the outside. I was able to see things in Matt that he could not see in himself. The changes occurring in him were minor when measured day to day, which is how we see ourselves. Yet when measured in six month intervals, the changes were quite stark. Accordingly, I could predict even years in advance that if he continued hanging out with Eric, he would probably end up leaving his wife or smashing his life to pieces. To me, it felt inevitable. The environment in which Matt purposefully put himself conflicted with him being a good husband and father. My private prediction indeed came true. Although sad, I was not 
the least bit surprised. It's easy to predict where people are going in their lives. Your environment reveals you, both to yourself and to other people. Perhaps the clearest indicator of your internal identity is your external environment. If you are comfortable in certain environments, what does that say about you? Take that in. Do you have an Eric in your life that is slowly chipping away at you? That would not be in the picture when you think of your next level. You know, for those of you with school-aged children, we had talked about this. You can see the influence of who they spend time with because their friend group rubs off on them. And that can be something that gives you comfort. You can love that, or it can keep you up at night. One of the things that changed in my life when I decided that I wanted to create a certain life was I found people who were living it, or at least where the conversations were happening. And what that looked like for me was joining groups, and that could be online or in person, listening to content from people that had what I desired so I could learn from them. So in the same way that Eric was rubbing off on Matt, I wanted the people that had the life that I desired to have to rub off on me. Now, I did not stop hanging around my old friend group. So this is something that really can stop people from changing their environment because they don't want to seem like a bad friend or like they're too good for somebody else. I simply added new people and spent more time in other groups. And so naturally, when I was doing that, it naturally meant that I was spending less time with others. And to be honest, some of those people I don't connect with at all anymore. And some I do. And they are dear friends of mine. We just don't see each other as often. And both are okay. Like, do you understand that? It's all okay. As you grow, there are things in your life right now that are not part of your next level. I love the analogy. And I was actually just talking about this on my call this morning about the crow and the eagle. So a crow will peck at an eagle's neck. And as the eagle ascends higher and higher, the crow falls off because the crow cannot survive at that altitude. So if you think of that for yourself and you can let go of what other people think and just focus on what you want and who you would need to be around, who you want to rub off on you, as you ascend higher and higher, what doesn't serve you anymore will fall off. If you think of yourself as a bad person, then you are judging yourself. And so what you want to do is do the forgiveness work, create new truths. And we did that in the previous episode. So go back and listen to that episode. Because your desire to be liked and pleasing others will keep you where you are at. And you will need to let go of that for where you want to be. What you're doing is creating your own real life algorithm. 
Who do you want to see at the coffee shop when you're meeting up with somebody? Like what would your own algorithm look like if you could control it? And I promise you, you can. Who do you want to interact with? What conversations do you want to be a part of where people are doing what it is that you want to do? You know, in the same book, Benjamin Hardy talks about this study that was done by fleas. You may have heard this study being mentioned elsewhere. And it's this idea that there was this group of fleas that were put in a container, in a jar, and a lid was put on it. And I think it was only for three days that this lid is on it. When they take the lid off, the fleas in that jar do not jump further than that lid, even though the lid is not there. They've been conditioned and they now have this invisible barrier. But when they took the same fleas and put them in a jar where the fleas were jumping higher, those fleas that hit that mental edge, that invisible edge, were now jumping higher because of the change in, an, in the environment. So find your bigger jar. Find your bigger jar. And here's the beautiful thing when you do this, when you find your bigger jar, is that others will come with you. You will be an inspiration to others and show others how high they can jump and how far they can go as well. So will you do that? I would love to know. You can even send me a message on Instagram. That's the best way to reach me. And in the meantime, you know what to do rate, review, download, subscribe, and I will see you here next time. Mm -hmm.